Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome your sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day intensive workshop for men seeking to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery. Your experts have over 35 years of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next intensive coming up June 6th through the 8th. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Radio listeners, welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you this morning? I am blessed, mightily blessed by the Father above. Excellent. Well, we hope that you are having a, uh, a good year. I, I pray that you are feeling the, the grace of God no matter what situation you are in. Uh, we know that there are many ups and downs to the, the road of life and and we want to just remind you that we are here to encourage you. We're here to uh, even just create a space for you to be able to share your story. You know, if you if you feel like there are no safe places in your life to share your story, uh, we want to help remedy that. We have uh, a network of groups and counselors all across the country that have a heart for those who are struggling with uh, sexually addictive behaviors. Also, even just calling us, we want to create a space where you can share at least a, a part of your story. Um, so please contact us today. Just You just can go to either uh, BeBroken.com or you can call us toll-free at 1-800-49-PURITY. Well, along those lines, Stephen, this, this week's broadcast is really just about we want to try to encourage men out there. I think sometimes um, men carry a, a big burden a lot of times. I mean, there's a lot of just expectations on, hey, get the job done, you know, 
just shut up and do it, you know, just things like that. And so I think sometimes, and and because men aren't necessarily known for being highly communicative, you know, about their feelings or about things like that, sometimes it can it can be very depressing, lonely, uh, difficult. Yes. And especially heavy, you, hard, yeah. tiring. Yes, to and be especially a man. if you tack on to that a guy who's also just struggling with some secret sexual sin. It's just, I mean, it, the burden can become unbearable. So we want to just provide some encouragement today for you guys. And this will feel, this may feel a little random, kind of back and forth, but we hope that collectively you will find a great amount of encouragement in what we have to share with you today. So be encouraged. We want to start with that. We want to close with that. Gentlemen, be encouraged. Rest well today. Be at ease. Let your spirit rest. You know, visualize your yourself sitting in your father's lap, your heavenly father's lap, and being at ease with your father, knowing that all is well with him and that he has you in the palm of his hand. So I want to start with this story because it's kind of funny. Uh, I was in my backyard, and I walked to my front yard, and my neighbor is in his front yard, and he has some tree trimming shears, and he's reaching above his head, and he's trimming little branches, and I watch him for a second. He trims a few, and I say to him, hey, Adam, you're doing a great job. Now, his name's not Adam, and so he looks at me kind of puzzled. I said, you're doing a great job trimming the garden, Adam. You know, this is our design. We're caretakers of a garden. That's who we're supposed to be. And he's looking at me, and he goes, oh, okay. And I said, this is a garden. Look around. Look at the trees and the flowers and the beauty. This is We're in the garden right now, and you're Adam. He's sort of smiling and agreeing, and, and I'm working in my yard, and he's working in his yard. He's tending his trees in the garden. And all of a sudden, I didn't realize his wife's in the backyard doing something in her yard. And she yells, snake! (laughs) And I just thought, God, you have such a sense of humor. (laughs) Because I'm cutting up with this guy in the front yard. I have no idea that there's a woman in the backyard. And she's never in 17 years yelled, snake. (laughs) Except when I'm calling my neighbor Adam and we're talking about the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Snake gets yelled out of the backyard. And I think, God, you have such a great sense of humor. And then I, they went on. He ran back there, and, and it was a little grass snake or something that was um, – it was a black snake that had gotten a vent somehow or something. It was gone. They never found it again. She never saw it again. It was just – and I thought, this is a woman that do, will tackle anything. She'll paint a house, move a house. She'll sell out. She'll do anything in her yard. She's not scared. And so I thought, this is hilarious. Oh, man. Because it just affirmed in me, I took a risk and called my neighbor Adam and had this conversation about the garden. And God showed up and blessed me ten times beyond my little effort to call my neighbor Adam. I thought that was a great story about God and about men, about encouraging one another. And I really do think there's something to this garden scene and, and being a part of a garden and, and, and really enjoying life. And, and so I'm reminding, and I'm hoping you get a smile out of that. This is not a joke, but seven years ago, I, I planted a little crepe myrtle trees in my garden, and I was just going to keep trimming them. And a gardener told me recently, you're going to kill those trees. They're not garden plants. They're trees. And so for the last bit, I've been thinking, i got to dig those trees out. They don't belong in a garden. They need to be trees. Hmm. 
And it took me hours to dig up these two small crepe myrtle trees, seven years old, and replant them. And it's just a delight to see them in the yard going, wow, you can grow as big as you want. I'm not going to trim you this year. I'm not going to keep you stunted. And so it's my garden story about being who are really designed to be and how we could be kept in a place we're not really designed for and not work well. But when we get into the right relationship with the right environment, doing the right things, then we can really blossom. Mm -hmm. And so I hope part of your life today, you find yourself blossoming in relationship to your wife, to your children, to your God, to your work, just feeling like a man who's planted in the right place, not not a tree trapped in a garden, but a man living life fully engaged. Because I've been thinking, we like, most people like gardens and outdoors. They're very restful. If you think about it, there's something automatic. When you go sit by a river stream or, or out in nature, there's just something restful that's just part of our design. Mm-hmm. And so we want to encourage you as men to find some rest, maybe take some encouragement in our words today, but, and smile at our goofy story, my goofy little story here. But remember that we're called to challenge one another, to cultivate amongst each other and to cultivate in a garden. And as our Father, the Creator, made us, we're also creators. And we can plant gardens and grow things and grow a family and grow a ministry and grow a life and grow a church. And so those are my encouragement to you right now is to blossom where you're planted because he's got a garden somewhere nearby for you to put a lot of work into that will be so much more because you were there. And don't take that as stress, please, but as mission and opportunity. Well, I can't top that. I mean, it's going to be all downhill from here. That's a great story. And and I would just kind of piggyback on that a little bit and this idea of of guys, you being a man, you know, I, I really believe that that manhood or even even masculinity is a good thing. It's a worthy design. It's a worthy calling. I think so many times it's very easy, especially in our culture here in America, for masculinity and manhood to just be denigrated. I mean, it's something mm. that is just despised. It's it's mocked. It's made a joke of. I mean, rarely now can you ever even see a commercial where there might be a man in it that he's not being, especially if he's a husband, he's completely being made a fool and made fun of. And I just want to encourage you today in your manhood yes. to to find um, joy in that, that, that God made you on purpose male. He made you a man on purpose and, and all that comes with that. Yeah, I mean, I know that some of that is stressful. Um, because we are called to lead and to provide and to, to protect and these kinds of things. And there can be an amount of, of stress as part of that. But it's it's there's a joy in it, too. You were made by God to be a man. And I just I want that to kind of soak for a little bit, because I think sometimes there are so many things that seem to uh, attach themselves to us as men that start to to demand things of us and start to pull us apart and just we feel torn in so many different directions that we forget the, the this intrinsic value that God has placed on us mm. as as men. So you're a man, and that's a good thing. And you're made in his image, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And you're loved by the Father, and that's a good thing. Rest in that truth. 
And and you are worth the sacrifice. You are worth the sacrifice. And I know we're speaking to the men, and we're also speaking to the women and children. But but today we're speaking to the men. Then manhood is a good thing, and rest is a good thing, and favor is a good thing, and hard work is a good thing. And just for a few minutes, be at peace. Just be at peace with other men. Receive a blessing from other men. Rest in your manhood. Because I see a lot of guys, and they're just tired. Mm. They're trying, and it's an uphill battle. And there's conflict at work and at home, and there's sickness, and there's, you know, challenges. And and so we want to bless you today as you fight on. We want to bless you with these words to rest well, knowing that you're loved and that your fight is valued and that you're fighting for good things when you fight for the kingdom and for a wife and for to, to protect your own integrity and for children and for your community and you fight for good, you honor your father. And I want to also just encourage you in, in the fact that, you know, so many times as men, our, our value gets attached to that which we do. So whether it be our work, uh, you know, our physical strength, I mean, our value as men so much of the time just gets wrapped up in those kind of things, behavior, what you do. And I just want to invite you to rest in a place today where you realize that your value is because you are, not because you do. Because you are, you are alive, his son. You are, what would you add? You're a good thing. Yeah, you are. I mean, you're you're chosen. you're strong. You're you have chosen. strength of character, and you are you are a man who is uh, is worth being loved. And you, you're called son. Yeah, you are a father. You're a husband. You're you, favored. Yeah, you have um, you have great worth. I mean, I just can't even. And you are loved. Yeah. Just rest in that. If you're not driving, close your eyes and rest in that for a moment. Take a moment break and just rest in the fact that you have tremendous value and worth because you're a child of God and you're made in his image and he just loves you. He drapes over you his robe of righteousness. Mm, just rest he, in that thought. He, he puts a ring on your finger of favor. He he crowns your head with with jewels of his kindness. And rest in that thought. Favor from the Father. He speaks words over you of truth and grace and goodness and favor. Favor of your Father. You are favored of your Father. You are favored. You're not unknown. You're not worthless. You're not broken and desperate. You are favored of your Father. (laughs) And so, I don't think people with struggles rest very well. Mm -mm. And so... I hope that's part of the theme of what's coming out is that in blessings, in on mission, there's also rest. And so I'm hoping that, that you're thinking about that word. And if your brain is racing with thoughts and you've got 10,000 things to do, and if you want to shame yourself and blame yourself, that you'll just repeat rest, rest. I was made for a garden to be with my father in rest, rest. Great value and worth. Rest. You know, and I have a little story to go along with that that happened recently. Last week, uh, or recently, I was, um, anyway, f- without all the details, I found myself in a, in a place where I was, I was not at home. I was not where I need, not where I was going to. I was going to be going to a talk, and and I just 
spent a little bit of time with my family at a at a, some outlet malls, and then they were going one direction, I was heading the other direction, but I was still about an hour to an hour and a half early before I needed to get where I was going. So I thought, what am I going to do? Right? I mean, isn't that what guys do? You got, <laughs> you right. got an hour and a half. That's what right. am I going to do? And then it's almost as if the Spirit of God said, it's a beautiful day outside. Yes. Why don't you go sit under a tree and do nothing? And I remember my initial reaction was, what? What? Go do nothing, you know? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that hour was just so refreshing. And I think sometimes, guys, we need to go sit under a tree and do nothing. Go sit in the garden, <laughs> not to go tend it, not to go, you know, pull up a tree, or, but just sit in a garden, sit under a tree and, and find some quiet. And, yes. and it, it was amazing to me how it probably took about 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes for my mind to really sort of get to a place of rest. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's like, you know, it, there's just this buzz that kind of is constantly going on in our heads. And sometimes it just takes a length of time to just quiet your whole being. And so when Stephen's talking about just rest, um, it's not like a switch you can flip on or off. You really do need to, It's it takes a little bit of time to just allow your body, your mind, your soul to just get quiet. And then it's amazing, you know, for the next 40 minutes, I just felt a sense of presence, meaning, you know, sometimes our minds can be going so much that we may be sitting under a tree, but we're really in our office, we're at our home doing whatever the projects are, we're fixing a light bulb, you know, um, and sometimes it takes, but when I was able to get quiet, it's like I was finally present under that tree. I was enjoying the birds. I was able to enjoy the breeze. I was able to hear the birds. You know, there was just there was a presence in that that really, in a way, affirmed me as a man. Mm. You know, it kind of gets back to your garden story. I, I, I felt kind of this neat connection with, I wonder if this is what it meant when it says that Adam would walk with the Lord in the cool of the day. That's you know, great. I thought, because as a breeze would come by, I'd think, that's the Spirit of God. We're walking together. I mean, I'm sitting there, but it's, you know, it's right. like we're having a moment here. Yeah. Well, that sort of takes me back to a thought I have that most of us were raised with fathers that were doers. And so if your father was too much a doer, he would say stuff like this. Don't talk. Don't think. Don't feel. Don't want. Don't need. Just do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about it. Just do it. Don't think about it. Get moving. Don't don't tell me you feel tired or no no just do what I tell you to do. It's all about doing. But but our fathers didn't tell us in a lot of cases how to rest very well. And our culture doesn't teach us how to rest very well, right? And even in youth we get so excited and get moving, we don't know how to rest very well. And so the we want to encourage you with statements of truth and statements of rest today. So that we just heard Jonathan's story. What first happened? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What are you going to get accomplished? Go do, do, do. But then he's, he found a place to be quiet and be still and get refreshed, right? And grow in quiet and rest and find the favor of his father and look at the beauty that his father has created for him. 
and enjoy the quietness of not doing, of just being. And, and in that being, we can find our favor and be reminded of our favor, and we can be still. We don't have to run from fear or run to porn or run away from being known or shame ourselves. We can just quiet ourselves. And so my hope and prayer today is that your dialogues are encouraging today and that any, any thought that comes into your mind today that's not of God or of rest or of peace or nurturing, that you say, not today, I'm not going to think about you today. Maybe tomorrow, but just not today. Today is a day of quietness, rest, and encouragement. And we'll listen to this program. I might listen to it two or three times because I want to rest well. I don't want to shame, blame, do, be busy, distract from. Mm -hmm. I want to quiet myself and be at peace as I go through the day. And you know, I want to I want to encourage you guys out there that maybe you feel like I am I am too far down this road to change to uh, come clean. I'm just I'm just I'm so far over my head in sexual addiction, in stress, and whatever. You just feel like you're you're too far down to recover. You're too far away mm. to come back. I, I want to encourage you that. Um, Jesus meets you right where you are. He, he doesn't say, hey, come to this place and then I'll, I'll meet you. Or, or, hey, get that cleaned up a little bit and then I'll meet you. Or, or you know what, look a little bit different and then I'll meet you. Or make this decision. And the, yeah. No, he meets you right where you are. And, you know, I, I even messy, he meets us there. Absolutely. Dirty, even we're broken and sad and we're not on our best. Yeah. In fact, I want to, part of, uh, one little illustration from my own story. The first day of my recovery, the day that I finally just was completely broken and uh, and couldn't really hold back, you know, couldn't control anymore, couldn't I just I couldn't juggle all the 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 uh, the lies and everything. I just remember I I hit my floor in my living room. My wife had just left, um, and I hit my floor in the living room, and I just started sobbing and sobbing and sobbing because it's like I finally the weight of all of my destructive behaviors, you, you know, was fully on me, and I couldn't carry it anymore. And you know, I'd always had this image of of Jesus as, yes, he's kind, yes, he's a healer, yes, he loves me, but um, I just never believed that he would go to certain places. You know, I never believed he'd touch certain things. And yet on that day when I was laid out on my floor at the absolute worst moment of my life, I mean, feeling like a scumbag, all the things that I'd done come into my mind. I I felt I felt as if Jesus just crawled up on the floor next to me. Mm. And I remember in that moment thinking, this can't be right. Jesus doesn't crawl on the floor. Jesus doesn't come, you know, put his arm around me when I've been such a wretch and rebellious child. And I just want to encourage you today, no matter how far you think you've wandered, no matter how far away you feel, mm. no matter how dirty you feel or how dirty you are, I want you to know that Jesus will meet you right where you are. He's already there. And I just I just pray that today you would you would really experience his presence, mm -hmm. that you wouldn't resist it, that you wouldn't deny it with some sort of silly, incorrect theological argument, <laughs> that mm. you just 
allow him to embrace you because he he will. And to me, that was the, there's nothing that gave me hope like that did. That Jesus in that day gave me hope that I was at the bottom rung of my life. And he said, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. And I hope that encourages you guys today that are out there that feel like you're too far gone. You're too much of a wretch. Mm. There's no hope that he will meet you right where you are, even if you're completely broken on your living room floor. And the word that comes to me is celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what you're saying, right? He showed up to celebrate your honesty, to celebrate your openness, to celebrate your willingness. And it's like he's celebrating on the mountaintop with the guy that's victorious, right? And he's celebrating in the valley with the guy that just has gotten a moment of awakening. And that he wants to show up because he is truth, right? Mm-hmm. He is right, and uh, he wants to show up and bring that to you and say, don't get so caught up in yourself. And, and there's, and I, I want to highlight one other thing, too, that I hope will encourage you. Because any of you guys that have engaged any part of the process of recovery, you you learned very quickly how difficult it was. I mean, you started realizing, man, I didn't realize how powerful my urges were. I didn't realize how strong temptations are. I didn't realize how weak I really am against mm. against these forces against Amen. me. Amen. Uh-oh, watch out. You're getting close and, uh, <laughs> to home here. You're talking to flesh and blood here. But, but the thing I want to highlight here is even though the process of recovery is really long, I mean, in, in essence, it's in a sense, it's a lifelong process. I want you to understand that the grace of God is sufficient for each day. Mm. So don't get overwhelmed by how big this process is, how long this process is, how overwhelming it feels, no matter where you are in the stage of it. I want to encourage you today that today, this day, right now, this moment, the grace of God is sufficient for what you need. You can rest in the grace. It gets back to that rest Mm -hmm. word. Don't try to, you know, it's not about trying harder. It's not about doing more. It's about saying Am I going to just rest in the sufficiency of the grace of God? Or am I going to try to make it about me? Am I going to try to... So guys, I mean, it's clear now the theme of this program is rest. Rest in his grace. Rest in his favor. Rest in how he he celebrates you as a man. Rest in his design of you. Rest mm-hmm. in how he made you. Um, you know, rest in who he calls you to be. Guys, just because you may be completely broken and bound up in addiction right now, did you know that didn't actually change God's plan and purpose for you? He still has a purpose that's great and good and wonderful and and filled with light and love and 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 goodness. So rest in that grace today. Great words of encouragement. I'm taking them to heart, and I hope you're taking them to heart. Uh, I hope this is a time of renewal, of quieting. I can almost hear a couple of people out there going, well, if I rest, I'll sit down. I won't get up anymore if I just sit down and stop. It's like even bring that thought into submission, you know, that if you sit down and rest, you can get up again and go, that you can give yourself the gift of entering to his presence, of being still and quiet and saying about you, God, less about me and more about you. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, I would just a little maybe practical encouragement there is, um, you know, if you are going to just take a moment today and, and sit and rest, guys, give yourself a minimum of 15 to 20 minutes 
just mm-hmm. to let your system sort of calm down. Mm-hmm. Because you may be surprised that, you know, let's say you get outside, you get under that tree, you may be surprised at how how much your mind just continues to churn. And you need to give your system time to just be present in that restful place. It kind of gets back to that garden idea. You know, um, sometimes we can't enjoy the garden because we're paying so much attention to all that needs attention in the garden. Mm. Instead of taking some moments where we go, yeah, I know there's a whole bunch of weeds over there. They're going to have to get taken care of. And, and yes, yes, I know that there's a whole new, you know, uh, field over there that needs to be cultivated. And yeah, I know. But there are also times when God says, take a break. And it's funny, Rest. yes, because I've gone, I've been going on walks for exercise and I look for one thing that's just stunning in nature, a tree, a plant, a flower. And I say, the garden, God, you mm-hmm. showed me a piece of the garden, an excellent piece of the garden, something that's unique. And so it's like I'm looking for the garden every day because I feel like remnants are all around us of the Father, of truth, of the garden, you know, of our design. And so we hope you take these thoughts of a garden and resting and being still and the Father, Jesus crawling up next to you and say, I got you covered. I'm enough for both of us. Well, and let's close there uh, and and let that be on your mind. Where, where do you see the garden today? Be looking for the garden. I think when you see it, you'll find rest and you'll and you'll you'll realize that you were designed by God to be a man. And that's a good thing. And yes. so we pray that you find rest today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. dot